So welcome to the first of our E3 conference slash preview event discussions where we're going to have a whole bunch of these based on all the different E3 and Summer Games Fest conferences that are going on. Matt's joining me for a couple. We'll have a whole bunch of other people from the Player 2 team and beyond coming on on board over the course of the next few weeks. And this is our first one. We're going to discuss Coke Media, a whole bunch of stuff that they showed you that's gradually made its way out through Jeff Keighley's... Um, what do we call it? Kickoff Live. They've got their own press conference. Matt Houston's aboard for this one. And Matt, you got a lot to share. So what did you see? What did you, what tickled you? Yes. Before? That's a horrible phrase. So we, we were pretty lucky. They offered us a chance to watch their whole conference um, before everyone else. Uh, so we, I watched that last week um, and saw the big, the big news that they've got a new gaming label that they've started. Um, so previously... Coke or Kosh or however you want to say it have acted like you know with a whole bunch of different developers all under them but how, now they've brought them all under a one kind of banner and it's called uh, Prime Matter um, so that's the new kind of double uh, double A bordering on triple A at times uh, you know publisher that yeah. that's under the 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 Kosh brand. It was interesting. There's certainly a few titles as you were kind of, you know, describing things for us. And as we've as gradually seen things in the, the days and weeks since, like there's a few that really kind of scream triple A. And then there's others that kind of on that double A side of the fence. It seems like they are shooting for one direction, but they're still, it's still a bit. I think they're so. a very open uh, kind of mob. They're, they're happy to just take developers on their talent. It looks like. Um, very, very focused on new IP at this present time, which is yeah. very. Um, there's obviously big names under Deep Silver and things, and I think Deep Silver is still going to operate separately. Um, but uh, you know, there's some big names like Paydays coming under the label, um, and a few yeah, older Payday games like. Three? Uh, is it officially three? Even in even during the kickoff live thing, they didn't really slap a number next to it. Like, is it Payday three or? Uh, yeah, it's Payday 3. They just said Payday 3. We saw an interview with the developer um, and it basically said, hey, we're working on Payday 3. And that oh, was it. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, so, yeah, that's all that was. So you don't get much there. Which I guess is kind of the equivalent of another big name that kind of popped out of the whole thing, which is Painkiller. Painkiller is coming back, but again, it seems like it's key art and title. Yeah. That's about it. That was it for there. They just basically said they're bringing back the Painkiller name, which is a funny one to bring back. Um, it's, uh, first game was quite good, but after that, they kind of dropped in quality pretty quickly. So it'd be interesting to see who they get to take control of that. Um, um yeah. And I guess the IP, yeah, that doesn't necessarily hold a lot of cachet, but I guess they must be feeling pretty confident about what is going on here and the fact that they can rebuild it and that it's got enough weight that maybe that holds it in good stead. Yeah, it was, it was one of those... It was one of the very few uh, game series that kind of carried on that old school first person shooter feel that now Doom Eternal's out um, and Doom kind of repopularized that feeling yeah. of game because when the original Painkiller came out, it was very much like a Medal of Honor and Call of Duty and, and these kind of military shooters that were more, I guess, precise and less chaotic, whereas Painkiller was definitely that, you know, balls to the wall, super fast PC FPS that, that was kind of out of favor at the time so it found a nice audience there but yeah it never really but maybe it may be a good time guess, for it to come shook back the world that sort of model is yeah. starting to come back into vogue with kind of the direction that even like your doom eternals have gone where they are more yeah it's doom eternal and there's yeah. uh, 
Shadow Warrior and uh, Even Necromunda, the, the latest. Necromunda hired wolf. gun. Yeah. 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 So, but there was a whole yeah, bunch of other space for it, obviously. But... They all, look, there was a number of them that seemed pretty cool. Were there any particular highlights that you personally? Uh, yeah. Like? So, um, there was probably uh, three or four. We, we saw 13 games all up. Some of them were just like uh, Painkiller and Payday, where we just saw a logo essentially, and that was kind of it. Um, but then there were some some new games that you know they've done really well, and none of these have leaked um, yeah. <laughs> before yeah, the, before I got to this point. So it was a good effort. But so the, the first one they showed us that really struck me was Crossfire Legion. Um, so it's it it is within the Crossfire franchise, which is a really big FPS franchise in Asia, um, and it's just starting to come to the West with Crossfire X, with Remedy doing a doing single, single player, player component. Yeah. Yep. And the original devs are doing the multiplayer. Um, I've done the beta of the multiplayer. It's quite, you know, it's a good bit of Call of Duty fun. It's very well put together. So it should find a um, An audience a, a, a crowd. But uh, Crossfire Legion is being built by uh, X Ensemble, X Westwood uh, developers. So RTS. X Relic as well. Yeah. So like three big RTS studios. Uh, and these, these, people have come together to create uh, a, a new RTS that looked for all intents and purposes like a new Command & Conquer to me. And that made me smile. Um, well, you're longing for Command & Conquer. so like, Yeah, yeah. So it, it looked like that old school RTS, um, you know, build up your army, protect your base, you know, rock, scissors, paper with air, uh, water and land, you yeah. know, that sort of thing. Um you know, tank beat planes, but planes beat infantry and infantry beat tanks, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, I know. Um, uh, you know, it's it's like a basic early RTS sort of thing. But, uh, you know, it looked really cool. It looked really, really polished. I think that's coming early next year. Uh, it, sh it should be pretty... It looked pretty close to done, actually. I think they were talking about a, uh open beta some point later in the year. Yeah, okay. Um, That'd be cool. To... To uh, test the so uh, multiplayer servers because you know, you know, uh, RTS game. What are they without a uh, without a multiplayer suite? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, doing it on your own only carries you so far, I guess, especially in the modern setting. Yeah, yeah. One game that you mentioned. I just was... hope they have. Oh, go on. Sorry. No, no, go on. I was just saying I hope they have cheesy full motion video as well because oh, it wouldn't be a yeah. Command and Conquer copy without some cheesy full motion video. You know, Tim Curry going space. <laughs> we need that. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> One game that you mentioned that I wasn't even aware of, I wasn't aware of the franchise even, um, there, there was a sequel, King's Bounty 2. You mentioned it was something that was there, and I mean, obviously we'll talk about it in a bit of yes. detail, but now, like, even between that announcement, oh, sorry, the event that you saw, and then the actual reveal of everything during uh, kickoff, I started seeing King's Bounty 2 everywhere. So, like, clearly it wasn't as tight a kept secret as some of the others. It's got a, an August 24th release date. Yeah, um, it's pretty close, and they've been... They've been pushing the the PR for that one pretty hard because obviously it's it's not too far away. Um, it's essentially so King's Bounty came out in the early early nineties, like nineteen ninety or ninety one. Yeah, right. Um, and it was essentially the precursor to the Heroes of Might and Magic series. So if you've ever played Heroes of Might and Magic, is great. which is kind of a combination of turn based, it's like a turn based RPG, but with you know Empire. 
yeah, it's, it's about, about building the empire and you know you've got combat in it but you also it's more about controlling the whole land instead of just your rpg character um and it's all turn-based and all that and lot there hasn't been a good one for a while but it's it's held in quite high regard yeah good and so king's bounty 2 is coming out um and it's i guess the next uh evolution in that sort of gameplay it, it looks stunning i've got to say they they've done a really good job in the look of the game um it'll all come down to the balance this sort of game needs to be balanced um it's very easy to tip into too difficult or too easy uh and and a lot of the games that have tried to copy the heroes and might and magic have failed at the balance side yeah, okay. of things um so probably the most recent one i could think of is age of uh Age of Wonders, Planetfall. That's oh, yeah, probably okay. the closest. Yeah, you know that that might be a bit more familiar to people. Um, but it, it also it. suffered, also suffered from that balance problem. Sometimes it was too hard. Sometimes it was too easy. It's just finding that that perfect point is the hard part. And if they can get that right, there's a lot of people that are going to be very happy. I think, and it'll probably bring new people into it because it is a a, a very um, uh, satisfying sort of genre to 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 get it right. Yeah, well, I mean, when you mentioned Heroes of Might and Magic, like, I mean, you know, and anyone who kind of follows any of the Player 2 stuff knows that I'm not a big PC guy, but that was a PC franchise, Heroes of Might and Magic, that I got right into when I was young. Um, yeah, number and, three was is probably still the best, and it's, yeah, fantastic, yeah. just fantastic. And so when you kind of drew that parallel, I thought, okay, this is something that I should, you know, stand up and pay attention to, and then I started seeing it pop up everywhere since, so, but it's really yeah. it's close, so... Keep an eye yeah, end of, end of August. So, and uh, I'm hoping to get a preview done for the site. They're they're looking at trying to send us out some preview code. So hopefully, I'll get nice. some hands on with that. Any others uh, float your boat? Uh, yes. So there was there was quite a few. There was uh, um, just going through the list here. I'm looking at the notes. So Gungrave Gore, which apparently is a South Korean what a name kind of franchise. Uh, yeah, actually, I, I did game. digging afterwards, and yeah, Gungrave is actually a thing that existed beforehand, and it had been released on, I'm going to say it was like the PS2 or something like that, if I remember. I'm like, okay. Something like that, yeah. Never heard of so it. this is this is apparent. Oh, we only saw a, a trendy cinematic, um, but, you know, it struck me as a Bayonetta-type deal. Um, I, ha I would be very surprised if it's not a Bayonetta-type game when it, when it gets released. Um, uh, there was Dolmen, which is um, kind of this almost uh, Souls-like game. Excuse me. Um, set in uh, the uh, it's set in the future, kind of uh, sci-fi Lovecraft, I guess. Yeah, you described um, it as a sci-fi RPG to uh, to us, and actually said it reminded you a bit of a Dead Space style RPG at first, anyway. Yeah, it looks it it looks like Dead Space. So if you've got the image of Dead Space in, in your mind, you'll you'll get a fairly good idea of of what it looks like. Actually, it shares a few parallels with the look of um, Returnal too. Now that I've played yeah, that, um, so yeah, that's it's kind of got that look, but it's definitely more of a Souls type combat from from what we saw. Um, can't say obviously how well that feels, and and quite often with people that copy the Souls formula, they they don't get it right. Um, Again, it's that balancing thing you described. It's before. that balance yeah. thing, yeah. But uh, I mean, it looked good, and it's from a Brazilian studio. It's their first game uh, called Massive Work. Uh, so 
Uh, I mean, good luck to them. It looks really good. So, I, you know, I hope a lot of these are all tiny little studios. So I'm really hoping they, they do well under this Prime Matter label. So Yeah, especially if you're saying they're kind of looking, you know, the overall messaging seems to be we're kind of shooting for, you know, double A and a half to triple A sort of titles here. Like yeah. if they're all targeting that and they're all very small studios, I guess it kind of, like slipping my PlayStation bias hat on it, instantly makes me think of like Kana Bridge of Spirits and kind of that team that's, they're yeah. really, like they're small, but they're shooting for, you know, triple A sort of standard. Yeah, that's it. They might they might be a smaller scope game, but with the polish of a triple A sort of thing, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's what a lot of these struck me as. Um, there was two that that really impressed me um so echoes of the end uh that's being uh, developed uh, by a new icelandic studio uh, it's built around uh icelandic uh mythology yep um and it looks stunning like it looked really good and it struck me as a kind of hellblade style adventure you've got my um, interest we saw a, li- a little bit of it and it's it's uh you've you're taking control of a, a of the heroine of the story. Um, she's been kind of taken under the wing by this this old wise fellow, and uh, you know they're, they're kind of running into these uh, mytho- mythological creatures because the world's uh, there's something happening with the world. It was very you know vague. Obviously, not wanting to give the story. But they're saying they they drew it all from from Icelandic. Uh, law and Icelandic myth, so yeah, okay. it should be something we haven't seen before. Running on um, Unreal Five, you said as well. Unreal Five, yes. So of course it looks good, but yeah, it's it's so it's a while away. It's probably twenty twenty three, I would say. Um, I think they did mention that twenty twenty three was their hope, but yeah, it, it what they've got so far is is something to keep an eye on for yeah, sure. Okay. Cool. One that, um, one that you described to me that kind of caught my interest was a game called The Chant. In terms of the pedigree, it had the chant. You're talking about like there was some ex visceral rock star EA developers working on it, and you kind of described it as being a cross of uh, Silent Hill and Alan Wake, which I'm not a big Silent Hill guy, but I'm yes. a big Alan Wake guy. Yeah, it sort of it sort of had that feel. It's a um, another horror, third person horror, uh, um, but it's it seemed more like a thriller, which is what made me think of Alan Wake. You know, okay. um, Alan Wake wasn't necessarily a no, horror game horror, no. as such no but it was certainly a tense game and i think that's what this is going for and almost almost like the medium did earlier this year it wasn't really horror it was kind of more a thriller with psychological you know and, and horror elements to it um this this is looks similar to that a nice uh steady pace to it it's not frantic at all um light seems to play an important part uh so your torch and things like that another alan wake comparison yep. um so, so yeah it, it actually uh it could be great but also it's coming into a very crowded horror market at present it seems every day i'm getting another three emails about oh, yeah. the next survivor horror game um so you know resident evil's come back with a force and with it it's brought every um every indie competitor under the sun yeah <laughs> Yeah, so uh, like it looked good, um, great style to it. Uh, if they can kind of walk that Alan Wake style, I think they'll they'll set themselves apart enough to find their own crowd and not just competing with Resident Evil or you know whatever the latest one is. Well, not to mention the fact that like the Alan Wake 
fans are just they're so riled up at the thought of anything Alan Wakey. Like if if those parallels start to get drawn, we get to this sort of preview phase and people start to get their hands on it, then that could yeah. bode very well. Just you know, it's a marketing side, but could bode very well for the game in that respect because those fans are just they're craving more Alan Wake. Control proved that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I'm one of them. I, yeah, I'd so kill I. for a new Alan Wake game. I think it's fantastic. I even read the really terrible novelization of it. Oh, really? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> they got bargain basement author number one to do that one. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes you get lucky and they get a good author like Eric Nyland or someone like that to do it. He did Halo, and they were fantastic. But yeah, no, this this bloke, I don't don't think he really knew the end of word. First and last attempt. So, yeah, yeah, I don't think he'd be getting many gigs. <laughs> Anything else that really spoke to you from the event? Uh, the last one was Encased. Yeah, okay. Um, it was. I'm pretty sure that's the one I was thinking of. Uh, I'm just looking through my screenshots here to make yeah, sure I got the right there, one. There's one more <laughs> that I that I kind of had on my mind. Cars of was it? That's the one that really. So you Cars described that to us yeah. as being like a sci-fi Tomb Raider game. Yes, uh, that was definitely the one. That was almost the last game they showed us. Um, and yeah, it very much felt like a modern Tomb Raider game uh, just set in a science fiction uh, setting. So someone's landed on this planet. They've, uh, they're finding... And, and once again, there's I guess there's a bit of Returnal in there. I hadn't played Returnal when I saw um, this, but now I have. Um, so there's a bit of that, you know, studying alien uh, entomology... Yeah. Uh, and incorporating that in your arsenal, um, but it seems definitely more about the the exploration than the and you know platforming puzzles and things like that, as opposed to the straight up action that that Returnal really is for a lot of the time. Yeah, it's, yeah um, Returnal doesn't really relent. No, no, it's it's pretty full on. This this seems more measured. That's why it made me think of Tomb Raider. You know, you've got the quiet moments. Um, you've got puzzles. You've got, uh, you know, you study these artifacts and get and learn things from them, and then you can incorporate them into your gear. And then, uh, so I guess, uh, then, as a result, kind of when the combat segments do arrive, it's more. I'm not going to go totally as far as say scripted and totally linear, but it's more scripted than say a Returnal, which is okay. The kitchen yeah. sink's coming at you, and you determine how you want to deal with it. Yeah, pretty much. That's just you know random randomization with with um, Returnal. Whereas this seems, yeah, it'd be very. Uh, you know, appropriately placed enemies yep. to, to approach in a certain manner. Um, it looked like, you know, different effects had, uh, you know, different weapon effects affected enemies differently. So, you know, there's a bit of that strategy. Uh, you know, it's basic sort of stuff, but, you know, this enemy's, you know, more more susceptible to fire. This enemy's sort of more susceptible to cold. You know, that, that sort of gamey thing. Um, but it's all been in built built into this lore and and this uh, exploration. So it looked really good. It's also quite a ways out. Uh, I I believe the end of twenty twenty two was their hope. Um, oh, but I mean, you know, with I'm I'm okay with it being that soon. Uh, yeah, I guess you know, and we'll probably end up having this conversation plenty of times over the course of this E three period. Is I think there's a lot of these games that might be shooting for 2022, but there's also a lot of 2021 games that are already going to have to shift into 2022. And I think some of the yeah. small, again, this double A to I don't know double A and a half, as I dubbed it before, sort of these titles might just all budge over yes. to ensure that it gets squashed by the star fields and the like. Um, as they I all think so, and I think um, 
I think this uh, this new Prime Matter is going to be great for these these uh, smaller devs because it, it seems they're really going to go all out and give them the support of a of a major like Coke Media is big. It's huge. There's a lot of money there. It it's not as well known as something like EA or things like that, but it's it's up there in terms of money because it's a it's not only media, it's a whole bunch of other things too that come under the Coke. So they've got a huge suite of um, you know, business interests that they can draw on. So and it looks like they're approaching this in the right way, which is really good to see. They're supporting smaller devs and bringing, I guess, new devs into the light that may they may not get to AAA, but that's what they're helping them aim at. So um, uh, hopefully some of these do become AAA developers thanks to this support from yeah, Prime I mean, Matter. On the business side for Coke slash Prime Matter, like if even one or two of, of the, the dozen that we discussed there make it, then on the business side, that's, yeah. that's a lot of profit for them. So... Um, Absolutely, and, and events, these days, if they look good, these look days good. with things like Game Pass too, they can, you know, uh, utilize Game Pass or you know humble bundles or things like that to yeah. also build names. Um, so I think there's there's more options these days for these kind of mid tier and even even littler indie developers that are kind of with their eyes to the sky to get noticed and and. To, to you know get their gear out there and, and maybe strike that deal so they get the uh, the money to make their dream project you know yeah sounds awesome did you have a particular yeah. as, we, as we wrap up do you have a particular favorite of all the things that they've shown I assume it's one of the ones we've discussed yeah yeah I, I, it'll either be uh, the um, crossfire Legion just simply to state my conquer. long thirst for command and conquer. Um, because it's been so long, uh, <laughs> <laughs> or scars above was probably um, uh, the, probably the best one that I saw because it gave me a bit more. A lot of the others are very early and you know, still. Uh, there's there's they're, they're obviously rough edges or you just saw a cinematic or things like that. But you, I got to see a fair bit of what scars above would look like, and you know, I'm I'm pretty interested in how it turns out. Good to hear. Well. I guess it's it's a long uh, summer or season of games as we've been dubbing it on the Player Two website because unlike the everyone else, we're not in summer right now. Um, so it's going to be a very long no. season of games with E three and Jeff Keighley's business, and who knows, we might be seeing a little bit more of some of these. I know there's still, well, from the way you've kind of described things, there's a lot of footage that you've seen that didn't crop up in Kickoff Live. So there's the Coke Media. No, so they're doing still. their own show tomorrow. Yeah, so they're doing the the Coke Media show will be tomorrow, and I imagine they'll show what I saw. Yeah. Um, so hopefully yeah. people get to kind of see some of that stuff and enjoy some of that stuff as well. And um, I mean, stay tuned because we'll be talking about a hell of a lot more of this stuff. Matt, thanks for coming aboard to talk all about the Coke Media presentation and everything you saw. No problems. Happy to be here. Everyone who's watching and listening, please make sure to go visit the website, player2.net.au, because we've got the Season of Games hub that we've mentioned. There's a whole bunch of predictions. There's uh, various other pieces that are going to be popping up. There'll be opinion pieces. There's going to be plenty of videos like this one. There's heaps of stuff there from E3 and this crazy period of games. So make sure to check all that out. Anything else you want to add, Matt? No, not really. Uh, thanks for joining us on the crazy tour and as we descend into madness, covering it for you. For uh, audio and video consumers, where can they catch up with you specifically and what you're up to? Uh, well, if you want my personal Twitter, it's huso 81 but otherwise player2au for everything I do, um, which is video, podcasts, 
articles lots of you know stuff. men of many talents yeah so <laughs> it's all there just yeah probably 90 percent of it is yeah. uh under me at the moment so. <laughs> paul james games for myself and yeah stay tuned because there's gonna be a lot more of these like i said at the beginning we'll have a host a host of different people coming through to discuss what they think about some of the various showcases so stay tuned for that and thanks for watching